Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for our match preview. Newcastle head down to Watford this weekend in need of three crucial points. As usual, I'm joined by John Gibson. And John, it's that time of the podcast where I ask you, as I do every week, just how important is this game for Newcastle United? <laughs> and we always say it's a six-pointer, must win, and then they don't. Um, but I mean, as long as Newcastle are where they are on the table, and the longer they go without a win, the next game is absolutely ginormous. Um, and it really is, because what we don't want to end up is cut adrift in a bottom three, which almost picks itself and says, has doomed written all over it. So the sooner we get off the mark, the better. And in theory, you would think a club like Watford, with all respect to Watford, the size of the club, I mean, in comparison to Newcastle United, the size of fan volume, etc., etc., this ought to be one of the matches. And the fact that they're a seesaw club, they bounce up and down between the Premier League and the Championship. This is the sort of club where you don't go and lose. You've got to get something, because if you don't, what do you do with Manchester United, Liverpool, Man City, etc., etc.? So it is absolutely massive. With Wolves to follow, the two are huge because Wolves have tapered off from the Wolves we knew. So these two are unbelievable. Yeah, these are the games that you have to be winning if you're in yeah. Newcastle United looking just for survival, which unfortunately is Mike Ashley's Newcastle United. Uh, Stoke beat Watford in the Cup in midweek. They did make 11 changes, did Watford, so they clearly weren't taking it all that seriously. Yeah, not at all. They have some good, good players, though. Some players which I think Cast United fans would welcome into their side. Yep. We were just talking there off mic about Saw, who seems to be Watford's version of Alan at maximum. He loves running at teams. Good, good um, and he seems to get a few more goals in St. Maximum as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did say until last weekend that the only thing lacking in St. Maximum's game, really, apart from consistency sometimes, is he doesn't score enough goals. Um, <coughs> Saw certainly does. And there's, there's plenty reason to fear if we want to do that. I mean, what, I, what you find amazing, when you think of the size of the Watford club compared with us and... They come out in non-league football. They had the wonderful Elton John years, but outside of that, they had their position in the pecking order of English football. But Watford have got six points. We've got two. Watford have got two wins, and we've got none. Watford's 11th in the table, and we're 18th. It's crazy, isn't it? We, we, we look the, the poor man's side, and Watford look... And I know it is very, very early doors and things can change enormously and things can change, funnily enough, more likely for Watford getting dragged down to it and fighting the bottom three than for Newcastle bombing up to 10th or so on the table because at the moment, with our depression, we can't see that too much. I've got some stats for you, John. I don't know how big of a fan you are of stats. In fact, I seem to remember you last season saying that you're not, you don't care for them too much. I'm going to read these out anyway. And this is the Premier League record against Watford. Um, so Watford have won five out of 12 games. Newcastle have won three out of those 12. 16 goals for Watford, one clean sheet, 12 goals for Newcastle and two clean sheets. Now, Newcastle have won just one of their past nine away league games at Vicarage Road. They've lost four, drawn four 
and they've never won a top flight match at Vicarage Road. Drawn five, lost five. So I yep. think your response might be something along the lines, well, records are there to be broken. More or less. Um, I mean, it, it is frightening in, in as much as it's awful against a club of Watford size. But I honestly don't think stats like that decide what happens on Saturday. I think Saad decides what happens on Saturday. Steve Bruce decides what happens on Saturday. Not the fact. Half the players going down there, no. Nine-tenths of the players going down there will have no idea of those stats whatsoever. They, if we'd won every time we went to Watford, they, they would hardly know that. Um, so I don't think it's going to prey on their on their minds as stats at all. It does tell you a certain failure in Newcastle situation, but I'm much more concerned about what Steve Bruce is going to do, what the tactics are going to be, and how we contain Saw, how we contain the the, the pace of Emmanuel Dennis up up front uh, alongside Josh King, etc. etc. I'm much more bothered about today than yesterday. I mean, you look at how Newcastle played against Leeds and the defence was very open. They were helped by the fact Leeds were just as open as the back. Correct, yes. And then you look at how Watford did against Norwich. And again, it was it was an attacking sort of game, but it, towards the end, Norwich's open defence got punished by hmm. Josh King. Uh, so, you know, they, were, they, were, they took advantage of the holes in the defence. And I do worry what happens if Newcastle's defence is as open and as leaky as it has been already this season, as it was against Leeds. Will the likes of Saw, King, Dennis take advantage of it and, and hand Newcastle what would be a devastating defeat? It would be devastating and that's a great possibility because Newcastle defence staggers me because it, it is so poor. Um, you know, 12 goals in, in, in five games, it, it's horrendous. Uh, and we seen him seem incapable of shutting the door. Um with all the experience that there is available to us in the back, uh, we know there's a lack of pace, but you can organise round that if you're clever. Two of the greatest defenders of a bygone age were Bobby Moore when England were winning the World Cup and Bob Moncur when Newcastle were winning a European trophy. And both of them had two paces. One was slow and one was full stop. Um, but... They had good soccer brains and they had, the people were put a, a, alongside them that could provide some legs to cover their situation. We don't have that. We, are, we whether we play a flat four or whether we play a five with three narrow in the middle, we don't seem capable of blocking out any sort of side. So we're terrified every game because of, because of the defence and you would think it is easier to coach negatively, if that's what you want to say, defensively, than it is to coach creatively and create chances. So you would think, with Bush's background, we would not leak goals. Um, but we do, and that will always be a worry. And in the Premier League, every side has a, a saw or a Manuel Dennis. Or a do you see them going to four at the back? They switched it up against Leeds and they looked better here than being pushed in that midfield. They did. We know Steve Bruce is a big lover the five at the back he's tried to stick to it and obviously it hasn't worked defensively because every time the ball goes over the top of the two wing backs if it yep. is Murphy and Mitchie they get caught out Manquillo's offered a bit more of a defensive balance to that side which I which I like and I think mm. he'd be suited to playing four at the back but if you do John see them going four who drops out? Doesn't really matter who drops out if the central of the defence because there's 
If you look at it man for man, individually, whether you look at Fernandez or whether you look at Shaw, whether you look at Lascelles, whether you look at Hayden and Kraft who get put in there when they're, they're not central defenders, the same outcome at the end of the day seems to, to happen. Um, I mean, I'm, sta I'm certain it, it would be Lascelles and someone else in, in from uh, the point of view of the manager. But Lascelles is very close to deserving the, the to be dropped. I mean, he is struggling and he has gone backwards and he gets exposed and when he gets exposed, he can panic. Um, so it is very difficult. I wish Dummett was fit and, and, and he would be one of the two in a two um, because he can defend. We don't defend well. Whether it's players getting old and therefore they're getting rusty and their legs are, are, are eroding of pace. Uh, what? But it, it it's almost like it doesn't matter who we're put in there. Certainly if you go to a four, you would play two sitting midfielders to, to sort of support from in front, if you like, in Hayden and there another and let Willock get forward. Um doesn't seem to matter what personnel we pick tactically we cannot close the back door yeah it is worrying and we're gonna to have to see that defense definitely tighten up Newcastle are gonna make this a, a bit more of a comfortable survival scrap I'm just wondering in terms of the forward line and we saw Joe Linton out wide and a lot of people were very impressed with what he did we saw St Maxim in that central role and he was kind of uh, given a bit of a, f a freedom to roam and obviously it, it paid off with a, with a great goal and he was a threat all night. Would you stick with that against Watford? I think they will stick with it. Um, and certainly uh, I think some maximum played up there <coughs> is a false nine or whatever you want to call it and just go and, and play is our greatest hope without a shadow of doubt, especially with Callum Wilson out as he still is. Uh, we depend so much on on San Maximum, but I think he revels in that. He likes to be the top dog. He loves the fans to think he's, you know. I often think if he got transferred to a so-called big club, I mean the Champions League side, um, whether that was Liverpool, Man City, whether it was Spurs, he would just be here another. He would be one of the good players in that side. Here he is top dog. Even when Wilson's fit, he's top dog on the eye to watch. And I think he rather likes that. And I think he looks at it and he thinks, yes, eventually I'll, if Newcastle don't make any progress, I will move to one of these clubs. But I think he rather likes being the top dog and adored by the fans and put on a pencil and say, our only hope is... And it is. I mean, at the moment, when you looked at the last Newcastle game, he, I mean, we have a nickname with him, he, that Sam Maximum's Plan A. As far as I'm concerned, he's Plan A, Plan B and Plan C. Um, because that he carries the, the only hope. I mean, can you imagine him getting injured at the same time as, as Wilson and let us go from there? Um, and he will continue with Joe Linton because he's a Joe Linton fan. Um, I'm not a fan of Joe Linton's stats, as you coming back to stats. And uh, I haven't been a stats man, but six goals in 91 games is some stats that you can't ignore. Uh, he is unquestionably better played wide than, than played straight through the middle. And he, he has contributed 
by his standards, no question, and I think he will continue. I don't think we'll get any changes offensively to the team, and I'm not certain we need any at this stage that would better the side. Yeah. With are, are there any? <laughs> well, there's not. There's just there's just personnel where you yeah. could play Dwight Gale, etc., etc. Um, you could play Murphy as a winger rather than a wing back, an out and out winger. Etc. But there's no, there's not, and there's not a lot that would you would guarantee would improve the side. So I think he would go with what he went. A lot of people might want Dwight Gale in for Joe Linton, but I think there's absolutely no chance, purely on the fact that he might score. But I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Uh, the main concern is going to be the back, and of course Dolo will play. Woodman's probably not fit, but. I think Dolo justified his selection. Yes, you wonder when the guy jumped over the ball whether the keeper could have done better on the Leeds goal. But I think he did well, Dolo, and fine and justified being put back on the side. Mm, a few crucial saves against Leeds, which really did help Newcastle hold on to yeah. that point. Um, just a bit of housekeeping. We've unveiled the results to the big boost survey. Nearly 10,000 of you guys filled it in. Um, we have done that in a podcast, which will be below this one on the podcast channel you'll see it the big boost uh survey of results it was myself and kieran kelly we went through that and it's also on chroniclabs.co.uk you can see the, the kind of the written version of it which goes in in depth into the results also just to uh, please remember to like and subscribe to this one and we have a joe harvey documentary coming out next week as well documenting his life and career at newcastle United, speaking to the likes of Bob Monker, Frank Clark, and of course, John Gibson as well, provided some wonderful insight into Joe Harvey, Newcastle's greatest ever servant, so watch out for that one. Um, how much pressure, John, is Steve Bruce under if he doesn't win this game? Huge pressure from the fans, no pressure from the owner. That's the simple answer, and, and I think that infuriates that, fans. That, 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 that does not help the situation. I think we've mentioned before, there's no one pushing Steve Bruce to better himself only he's the man pushing Correct. So, there's no one in the club sort of pushing him no. to, to do better or saying listen pal get your finger out if you don't do better you'll be in the dole queue next week and I, and I wonder if that frustrates him as well because I do I am a believer that in any way of life you need someone to be pushing you and pushing you I remember speaking to Yedlin obviously before he left the club and there was a time when he was just right back no matter what because we didn't have a right back before my yeah. Quilla came in and he said, the one thing I want is competition. I want someone to come in and push me for that place. And I don't, I personally, and it's only a personal opinion, I don't think Steve Bruce no. wants that. I, I think Steve Bruce is thrilled to bits that he hasn't got a, a, a chairman who's rattling on his door every day and saying, listen, pal, you know, uh, he wouldn't want an Abramovich who changes managers after they've won the title. Um, I don't think Steve Bruce would want that. I think this suits him fine. I think he needs that, but I don't think he wants that. And really, that is what is wrong with Newcastle. The whole place is stagnating. The players are stagnating because as they know it can't be changed till January. If you're one of the back guys, you can be leaking goals 12 and 5 games and you're still in the first-team squad automatically because there's nobody else. So the, the players aren't getting pushed. There's nobody pushing Wilson because we haven't got a, a, a centre-forward. Uh, we haven't got a midfielder with legs. They, so the guys that are around there, you can pick the squad, if not the team, 
every sim simple week and it's the same with the manager um, and is it the same with the coaches there's no there's there's nobody at all at the club that's rattling cages and the only one that can really do that and really spark the side would be Ashley if he cared enough to do it and he doesn't and that's what's frightening because the definition of stagnating is what Newcastle United are um, and as you rightly say if people aren't getting pushed it is comfortable to I mean if Newcastle win at Watford, if they draw at Watford or they lose at Watford, next week, Monday to Friday, it'll be exactly the same as this week's been. Uh, and that is wrong. Yes, the the uh, pressure from fans will be cranked up because they will be absolutely fed up to the back teeth. The press, with the limited access to the manager that the press now have because it's controlled, will be pushing but it's another way game you're not facing a, a home crowd next week they're, they're on the road again to Wolves and that is my concern that we'll wake up close on Christmas and still be in the bottom three uh, and and that then you begin to worry but you begin to worry early and you begin to right wrongs early you're not already worried sorry you're not already worried I am, but it doesn't make... And, and I tell you what, there's 50,000 Geordies worried. Um, and the dreadful thing is, Andrew, that I think we're all getting to the stage where we'll not stop worrying, but we'll be resigned. We'll be resigned to the fact... That's that the worst thing about it, isn't it? That's fatal. Once that happens, that's fatal. And the tragedy is, the only guy that can change it is Ashley, if he decided to jolly up everyone or get rid of the manager um, and if it was a manager with huge pride or huge dignity or very 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 thin skinned who would react to fans criticism and take to his toes or resign or get out and we don't none of us believe that Steve Bush will do that now one of the questions about team selection will be that of Joe Willick. We'll find out tomorrow. That's Friday in Steve Bruce's press mm. conference. Just what the picture of Joe Willick with a young fan meant. He had a, a I saw that with a, the a moon boot on. Yes, we'll he did. I'm hoping it was just some really bad fashion statements. I don't However, think it was. I don't think it was. Two moon boots yes, on, wouldn't he? Um, well, we know what footballers are like these days. <laughs> yes, that's me looking out positively. Yeah, that he's just uh, made a really bad choice with his footwear, but it did look like a medical sort of boot, doesn't it? I mean, sure, yeah. you can go on Twitter, you can find the image, um, and obviously that'll be a question asked of Steve Bruce on Friday morning. I mean, that would be a huge blow. I know he's not hit the heights of last season. He's not hit the heights of yeah, Willick, Will, yeah, right, yeah, right, Andrew. That Willock is in a very interesting case this year, and um, yeah, that puts a worry. There's absolutely no question of that. It was like when we saw the um, the photograph of Fraser coming back from Scotland, yeah, with the moon boot on. Um, we must have all known, although we adored Willock and we saw the potential of Willock when he scored all those goals in the second half of last season. And then you resign him permanently. You know because he's a midfielder that he's not going to continue that sort of goal scoring form. In goal scoring alone, there's going to be a dip. Not a complete dry up, but a dip. That is absolutely inevitable. I've also got, but what is equally worrying now is that his form hasn't been great. Forget the, the lack of goals since he returned. 
he's looked, I think he's, he's paying for a lack of pre-season where he didn't get the, the miles under his belt uh, with minutes on the field at Arsenal. And I don't think he's come down here razor sharp. I think he's come, you know, more sluggish. And he's body language in his face. I mean, he is the he, last season when he was scoring goals, and I know it's easy, he was the most wonderful young man facially, wasn't he? Beaming smile all the time, looked as if there wasn't a care in the world. Isn't this? Isn't the world a wonderful place? And um, he seems to have more concern this year, whether, whether it's his... I mean, I'm praying that it's not that he's come and thought, what the devil am I doing here? The way this team played, this isn't the side I recognised from the end of last season. This is going to be a flog. Sees what it's like in the dressing room. Sees the indifference or the down through no other signings. And he's a bit more morbid. I'm hoping against hope it isn't just that it's him wanting to reach the huge high standards that he had last season but he is a little concerned to me at the moment uh, both in terms of fitness I think he's not as sharp as he was uh, and in terms of mood in the last thing I want is Joe Willock to be looking at life and thinking Craigie Moses have I done the right thing here um, and he would have every right to do that by the way but that that would be of no help to us and no help to him yeah, fingers crossed it's nothing serious and he manages to, to party it this weekend. We'll get to your favourite part of the show then, John, and it is to predict the result this Saturday. What are you hmm. going for? Well, the last thing I want is Musa Sissoko or Danny Rose. Oh, ex- I forgot about those two. Oh, yeah. That's going to come forget- back to bite me, isn't it, on Saturday now? Yeah. Oh, I mean, two guys who weren't popular at all with the two Nomi. Sissoko we never took to. Fans never took to, and it, off he went to uh, Spurs and earned his Spurs. And we, we were very, after a very good start, when he had a goal-scoring start against Chelsea, Danny Rose, I thought, looked shot when he was at Newcastle from the player at Spurs that played with England. All we need is them to come back. The other two uh, ex-Magpies aren't in the starting lineup, Dan Gosling and Rob Elliott's there. But they're not in the starting lineup. But all we would need is Sissoko or Rose to tuck Newcastle up on Saturday. Um, it's much more likely to be Saw, uh, Emmanuel Dennis, or or Josh King, who was the big mate of Wilson and Fraser at Bournemouth, mm, linked of course, Newcastle, and linked with Newcastle I, I, before he went you off. You just there, remind me there of Sissoko, and I tell you what, if he does get the ball and he does that, you know, that lung. Bust and run, he manages to do every so often. Oh. And Newcastle United midfield and defence could just be torn apart because he has got it in him. It's just the mindset of Sissoko sometimes is lacking, isn't mm. it? He doesn't mm. always step up to to mm. the plate. But I tell you what, if he's getting a bit of a bit of a grief from the away end, he might he might just uh, that step might up. just provoke him. Um, I mean, I can see any result possible there. Uh, I can see his losing because we've all said why when we've talked about all their players in Newcastle's back three, I can see us getting a draw because we just did that with Leeds. And I can see his win, but I can only see his win on the law of averages and the fact that Watford, the law of averages says Newcastle must win at some stage. It doesn't mean you're not going to go down. It just means that a win comes at some stage. Um, so I can, see, I can see that as well. Watford, six points, and they're 11th to our 18th. 
But let's not kid ourselves with all the good players they've got. They are still a side that I believe at the end of the season will either survive or go down. They will be in a relegation fight. They're not good as all that. To beat Villa on the opening day, they've struggled like Hexens, and then in a crucial, crucial match against Norwich, they beat them. But Norwich has lost five out of five. Uh, so let's not make But it's uh, important, Watford. isn't it, that kind of... I know we're falling, Newcastle drew 1-1 against Leeds and it was, a, it was a decent enough performance. To win against Norwich, d- despite how bad they are, it's about what that does within the camp. I think within the sure. Newcastle United camp, while the mood will be better sure. than it was after the Manchester United game, they'll be under no illusions about how much pressure there is to win on Saturday. Whereas I think within the Watford camp, and this is just me kind of guessing really because I've got no insight, but I, I would imagine the mood's a little bit better got dumped out of the cup, but there were 11 changes, so they weren't none of the first team. Yeah, no. They, they come on the back of a 3-1 win. You know, they'll be, they'll, they'll be, they'll be happy because I think they're also punching above what they probably expected. Correct. As well. So Correct. it's all these little elements playing in, whereas Newcastle going into this game, knowing the pressure on Steve Bruce, knowing the pressure on themselves because they need a win. And can, can Newcastle handle that? Well, they've got to handle it at some stage. If Newcastle don't beat Watford, and it's a distinct possibility, but if they don't beat Watford, who are they going to beat? They then go to Wolves, who are poor this season, and that is exactly the same type of game as Watford's going to be. Then you're going to get the big hitters coming at home. Um, so, you know, where where did Newcastle win? We just got to look at when they play Norwich and say that's when they're going to win. You know, it is. At some stage they've got to win, and really, I think they've got to win at least one of the next two. I'd say they've got to come back with four points. I'd, I'd, yes, I'd, they've got, got to yeah. win one of the next two and, and and not lose the other one, which is the the four points you're talking about. But we can't afford to lose to Watford and lose to Wolves. That would be absolutely horrendous. Um, and you've just got to believe that Newcastle flatter deceived, don't they? There's, you can you pointed it out against Leeds, and you can do it against Southampton. In every game they've played, they've had a small spell where hopes have risen. They've said, "Oh, they knocked the ball about a bit." You they didn't look at all bad. We this is the famous um, Steve Bruce. There's a lot of positives to take out of that game. Yes, between the 56th and the 59th minute, we look good. And end of the day, we lost. We're, we're unable to sustain it for 90 minutes, and we're going to have to do that. Um, so, therefore, what are we going to do at Watford? Um, I'm going to. I don't know why people say a draw is sitting on the fence because it's as difficult to forecast as any as anything else. I don't think a draw is sitting on the fence at all. I think it's a draw, and it's one point. The same as a defeat is a defeat, and a win's a win. I think I'm going to take a draw because there's no way I'm going to say a defeat because I'm sick to death of forecasting Newcastle defeats and then being right, and uh, it's pushing me luck a bit to take a win. So I think they'll draw. I don't know what I've added to my tea, but I'm going to go for a win. Well, I, I think that's good because um, we can't even contemplate a defeat here. We cannot contemplate a defeat to Watford. I think the weather's going to be nice on Saturday. It's going to be backed by a full away end. It's just that I'm just trying to pick out all the positives and hoping it can channel 
into whatever the cast United do in that dressing room and come out. We don't want a, a Daryl Yan Matt situation where walls are being punched and what have you. That was against Watford, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken, when he went off and he ended up breaking mm. his hand and what have you. We want a nice positive result and I'm going to go for a win. Um, correct me next next. <laughs> Next week, if, if isn't it sad? If you take two steps away from it, Andrew, it, it's Newcastle v Watford. Yeah. It, 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 Watford that were non-league. Watford that had this wonderful spell under Elton John. But apart from that, are what they are. They're a team that get promoted out the championship and then get relegated back to the championship. That's what they are. And a club of this size with 50,000 Geordie fans in the history of winning the cup six times in the league. You know, we are worried about going to Watford. Does that not tell you where we are at the moment under this owner? Well, to finish on <laughs> the similar negative note, you were saying there that, you know, if if Newcastle lose against Watford, where does that leave when they obviously imagine they lose both games, Watford and Wolves. Even then, I just can't see Mike Ashley making that decision when with the decision that most chairman or owners would have made many, many, many months ago. Of you know, and that that that's the frustrating frustrating thing that you know nobody wants to see anyone lose the job. I would love Steve Bruce to turn this around, and in six months we're talking about Newcastle in the top seven and, a, and an FA Cup, you know, final whatever. It's it's, it's not going to happen, but we, no. we we'd all love that because we want to see Newcastle United do well. I don't see that happening, and I think we're just going to keep going round in this this circle, which isn't good for fans. It's not good for us. It's not good for Steve Bruce. It's not good for anybody. Simply because Mike Ashley will not make the decision, the rational decision, when the time is right, if we get to that stage, which most chairmen would have made back when Newcastle got beat off Brighton. Well, I mean, he's already got one foot out the door, hasn't he? So he's totally disinterested with what's in-house because he's leaving. The, the worry is, by the time he actually does leave, where will we be? That is our concern. It's not his concern. He knows the mess up at St. James's Park is not just to be seen in an hour and a half of football. Behind the scenes, horrendous. But as far as he's concerned, that's somebody else's mess to put right when they come in. Um, but, you know, look at Derby County. You get to a situation where, you know, it's, it, they were a huge club. Uh, you get run down because the owner can't sell and the mess that's left behind for any new people to come is absolutely impossible. Anyway, let's not get too depressed about that. Newcastle not to lose at Watford. Positive, positive. Draw from me, win from you. The jobs are good and there's some points on the on the bench anyway. Because um, I don't want to go to Wolves, as bad as Wolves are, uh, with a de another defeat behind us. I don't think we'll lose, but um, I'll be happy at five o'clock on Saturday when that's proved to be right. Especially with my uh, predictions, right? Yeah, I'm all for that one being <laughs> right. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to the Everything is Black and White podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe. And just a quick note again that we have the big boost survey uh, results, which will be the episode below this one in your podcast platform. And we also have a special Do Joe Harvey documentary released next week all about Joe Harvey's life and career at Newcastle United. Please enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>